What's up gamers? This is Glenn the Commissioner Gordon here with you for the next episode of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. I cannot believe we are finally at episode 40. We've been doing this for 40 straight weeks. We have not missed a week yet. Um, that song you just heard was a remix of the opening theme to Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Uh, it was done by Arctic. You can download the full song for free from his SoundCloud, Arctic Official. Be sure to subscribe to him there and on his YouTube channel. That channel's name is Arctic. Um, we've got a great week for you. Um, Gary, the our, what, what was your name? Oh, yeah, you're, you're KGB Gary. I couldn't remember your nickname. Wow, uh, one week. I'm gone one week and you forget about it. <laughs> KGB Gary back to sorrow. How are you, Gary? I'm uh, pretty tired right now, but other than that, I'm pretty good. How's, um, how's the gaming been treating you? Gaming has been treating me uh, good and bad. Um, good and bad. Good because of what I'm playing. Uh, bad yeah. because of the uh, 2.0 update that I... I'm forced to use when I play these games. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that later, so hang on to that thought. Um, also, we have a newcomer, someone who has never been on RDGH before, but is also from PlayStation Universe, uh, Matt Fernandez. I'm, I don't have a nickname for you, but I'm looking at your picture here on Skype, and you uh -huh. have like the most magnificent Mario mustache, so I might call you Mario Fernandez. That's <laughs> awesome. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> How are you doing, Matt? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here on this 40th episode. That's exciting. Episode 40. I'm going to have to keep an eye on you, too, because um, <clears throat> when we found out that Matt was going to be on the podcast, um, Gary's like, okay, so this is going to be about, cop uh, about comic books. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's going to be about video games. So... <laughs> I don't know. We'll, there might be comic book references. We'll meet in the middle at Batman Arkham Games, right? Batman Arkham Games. We can talk about whatever, man. <laughs> if you can talk about Arkham Games, we can talk about Arkham Games. Um, but first, before we go into any of that, we have some tweets this week. Um, and an email. Actually, we had an email last week, too. Um, we had some feedback from a listener. And some of these tweets respond to that, just so you know. Um, one is from Spark, um, at the Spark. I kind of like his name because we are at the RDGH. Uh, he says, what did you guys think of Project Cars moving its release date to next year because it doesn't want to compete for initial sales? Uh, I think that's a great idea for them. Um, you're, you're a game coming in that's gotten a lot of hype because of, uh, obviously, its graphics. The game looks gorgeous. Um, but coming in this holiday season with Assassin's <clears throat> Creed, Smash Brothers, Call of Duty, and everything else coming out, um, I think it was a great idea for them to move it and try to maximize sales later on. I, I agree, and you know, it's something that a lot of developers don't want to do. Like, they don't want to delay the game, they don't want to move everything, they don't want to disappoint everyone, and so they'll push it out among all these different games, and personally, myself, I'm having trouble with the fact that there's so much coming out at the same time, you know? So, yeah, and, you know, it's not like they're, like, this big game that everybody knows, you know? So, sales-wise, like, it's not a big franchise that people are going to jump in and, oh, I'm going to pick this over Call of Duty or Assassin's yeah. Creed, so. Right. Yeah, they're not going to have the advertising budget, that's for sure. Yeah, what, what are you thinking, Matt? Good idea? I mean, I think it's a safe idea. You know, who knows? It could be successful if they launch it during the holiday season. You can never tell, but there is a lot of competition. I mean, it's not a bad idea, so I can't fault them for it. Do you think that by doing this, they're also giving themselves better chances to advertise, to generate excitement for the game? 
or, or do you think that they could have done that um, for this holiday season? I mean... So, so go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, I mean, they definitely won't have... I mean, it's a small studio, so I, I don't see them having the budget that other studios are going to have, so it would be tough to compete for this holiday season. Um, I mean, more time to build hype is, is always a good thing. You know, hopefully it won't disappoint. It could be, but don't forget that a lot of hype is fan-generated. Like, he, I mean, Destiny's hype was off the charts, but, you know, Bungie didn't create the whole the wizard came from the moon thing, you know? Yeah. The fans came up with that, so you never know. I mean, viral marketing is is very volatile. It could go anywhere. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what they can come up with. They have until March now, so um, we'll see what they do. Uh, thank you for the tweet, Spark. Let's move forward. Um at Gamer J Stone asks us, didn't I hear you guys talking about the app Swap Me Games for the iPhone? He just found out that he knows the developers. Um, I don't remember us talking about Swap Me Games. Gary, do you, Matt, you, you just got here, but Gary, do you remember anything about that? No, I don't remember, no. No, but I am, I am intrigued. So, um, Daniel, if you don't mind, tell us more. Um, swap me games for iPhone. If you know what that is, send us a tweet and, and we'll, we'll chat. Pretty cool that you know the developers. Um, Glenn Mendoza at Mashimato, he says, um, besides the holiday season, no one is talking about how barren Xbox One exclusives are for the first half of 2015. Um, when I read that, I was, I was kind of taken aback because I, I guess I hadn't really thought about the first half of 2015 in particular. Um, do you guys know of any exclusives for Xbox One or for PS4, for that matter, that are are, are coming out during 2015? Um, I think uh, that one indie title is coming out, the uh, Ori and the Blind Forest, I think it was called. Oh, yeah. That actually looks really good. I think that's coming out sometime in spring. Uh, but other than that, as far as like huge AAA titles, I can't think of anything, no. No. No, but I, I do want Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, can you think of any for PS4? Anyone? Um, the Order is coming out. Okay. So the there's, there's another one, but I don't remember what it is. Hmm. And we don't know what's going to happen for the um, for the PlayStation Experience event in December. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Bloodborne is coming out in March as well. Okay. Oh, yep. So Sony does have a couple large exclusives coming out. Yeah, and hopefully we'll have uh, Deep Down, maybe at least a beta or something. Deep Down. We've been hearing on and off about that game quite a bit. Um, that would be nice. That'd be great. <laughs> Although, um, you can't really... I guess it works both ways, because um, PS4 has fewer exclusives, if I'm not mistaken, for this holiday season, am I right? Um, well, how many does Microsoft have? Well, there's Sunset Overdrive and the Halo <laughs> Master Chief Collection. Okay, so, and we got, uh, Sony got, uh, Drive Club uh -huh. and Little Big Planet 3. Little Big Planet 3. Are there any others? I'm sure there are others that I'm just not remembering. Well, there's a lot of the indie stuff is coming out exclusively right now. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And we get the, what, Destiny DLC first? Is it? Did we get it first? Something to that extent. Yeah, this December, which Microsoft gets next year, holiday next year, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a pretty decent DLC anyways. Well, actually, no, they get it at the same time, but a lot of the content that's in it is... Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. 
Um, thank you for the tweet, Glenn. I like your name. I'll say it again. Um, the Fonz has bought the PlayStation camera for PS4, and he says it's no connect, but for the price and size, it does a great job. What better way to test the PS4 camera but by getting Just Dance 2015? Fun game, good workout. Um, the PlayStation camera, yeah, it's no connect. Connect is actually, I mean, say what you want about the whole feature with, with the voice and, and whatnot, but the Connect is actually a really awesome piece of technology with what it can do. Um, I, I think Microsoft, where Microsoft is struggling is, is how to really relate that to gaming and to gamers and to make it something valuable. And that's something they've tried with the whole integrating it with the whole menu thing, but it hasn't been going over very well. Um, uh, what do you, Matt, what do you think of Connect and, and, and the PlayStation camera? I mean, I haven't really tested out the Xbox One's Kinect. Um, I know it is an impressive piece of technology. I, I don't think there's been enough on either console to really fully test out the capabilities of the cameras. I mean, the PS4 camera, it's a good camera. I mean, we'll see how it turns out later. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly when the virtual reality stuff goes on, that's going to be pretty exciting. Right. I, I, I happen to have a PlayStation camera, and... Um, just from the descriptions of what they do, it feels like the Kinect is a lot more polished. So yeah. we'll see. Um, but congratulations. I mean, I know you're going to enjoy it. I like I like being able to sit here and say PlayStation, you know, home or, or whatever. So um, congratulations. And good choice on Just Dance as far as motion games. I heard it's a good one. Um, Adam Duffield has a couple messages for us, but let's get to the tweets first. Um, what he says first is... Free games each month and exclusive discounts for members worth the money, in my view, could have better prices for new games, though. I think he's talking about PlayStation Plus. Not too long ago, we asked if you would be willing to trade PlayStation Plus free games for a stronger PSN. Uh, this might be what he's referring to. Um, his other message comes in the form of an email that he sent on September 10th, and we happened to miss until <laughs> uh, November 2nd. So here we are. Um, Two months ago, Adam Duffield asked us, uh, he said he was tagged in his status on Facebook by his wife on an article about the amount of money that Bungie spent on Destiny. And he says, as, he, uh, as I was reading the comments, I couldn't help but notice how many people stereotype gamers as needing to get a life and to stop being sad and geeky and they need to get out more. Now I'm a 27-year-old male. Um, now I'm a 27-year-old male? Like, were you not before? Okay. Um, now I'm a 27-year-old male living in the UK who is happily married with one son, uh, a job that I go to every day that earns me good money to keep the house that I own, the car that I drive, and the bills paid. I have days out with my wife and son, and the one way I love to relax is to spend time on PSU, uh, listen to the podcasts, and play computer games on my PS4 and Vita. Now, does that sound like someone who does not have a life? My question to you guys is, why do you think that people stereotype gamers in this way? And do you think it's worth trying to tell people that have this opinion that they really need to open their eyes, stop stereotyping, and look at the bigger picture? That's an interesting thought. Uh, we've On RDGH, we've addressed stereotypes and whatnot in the past. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I feel you when, when you talk about being stereotyped as a gamer. Um, it's really ridiculous. Like, the other day on YouTube, um, someone left a nasty comment to this woman uh, on her video, and, and she seemed middle-aged. It was something about her dog, 
uh, playing on the bed or, or, or whatever. And she's a teenager, as evidenced by her little avatar picture on YouTube. And this woman um, responds to her comment. And, and don't get me wrong, her comment was wrong. The, the, young, the teenager's comment was wrong. But um, she responds to it um, with no evidence to, to point her in this direction, saying, you need, to get off, you need to get off your butt playing video games and, and go join the real world, get out of your parents' basement, you know, all of this stuff, get a job. And, and like, I'm like, well, what in the world? Where does this come from? I, I, I think I left her a reply telling her, you know, <laughs> I'm a gamer myself, and I don't fit anything you just described. Um, so the whole stereotype thing with gamers, you know, I don't get it. But the truth is that stereotypes are there for a reason. Stereotypes exist for a reason. And so the truth is that some gamers really are like that. Um, but anyway, uh, Matt and Gary, uh, where do you stand here? Oh, I think, uh, <laughs> I think other media has portrayed gamers this way. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you look at like movies and stuff, you know, they always portray, you know, the science guys as, you know, glasses, they talk really fast or they do something weird. And they're all of a sudden nerds and geeks, you know. Revenge of the Nerds didn't really help people like that either, um, the movie. But, um, you know, it, it kind of goes around, like, it. to me, it feels like if somebody doesn't understand something and they don't like it, they come up with a name for it. Uh, like, say, for example, I go to a party or something, and a bunch of, you know, physically fit athlete, like, people there are talking about sports, you know, somebody's going to come and oh, you guys are such jocks, you know? And in a way, it's kind of the same thing with gamers. You know, if somebody doesn't like what, when other people are talking about games, they don't understand it. They're like, oh, you guys are such geeks. You're such nerds. Mm -hmm. You know, to me, just if you, if they don't understand it, they have to come up with a name for it. And to me, this is kind of what that is. Oh, uh, where, where do you stand, Matt? I, I mean, it's it's tough to, to classify, like, gamer today, because, I mean, like, everyone plays video games now, you know, you got, like, the biggest jocks in the world who play Call of Duty and Madden, and, and, and games have really just, like, they've gone beyond that, like, only the, the socially awkward kids play video games. I mean, like, everyone plays video games, but, but, I mean, the fact is, there are people out there who wear diapers and do 24-hour dungeon crawls and poop their pants. I mean, it happens. <laughs> and I think it's tough for people to move beyond that extreme, you know what I mean? They see that and they go, oh, that's a gamer. Um, and let but, me be honest, I, I used to play MMOs. Yeah, so I've well, got, I did too. I've gotten a taste of what it's like to be really addicted to something. And, <laughs> you know, it's really fun while you're in it. But then yeah. once something brings you out of it and you look back, it's like, I haven't been living for the past two <laughs> years sitting here in my room. Um, yep. But I don't know. It, it's, it, is, it is true that some gamers really are like that. And so I guess that's what gets publicized and that's what the media grabs and that's what yeah, it I mean, is. It certainly pulls the most attention. Mm -hmm. But um, in answer, Adam... Your question was, or one of your questions was, do you think it's worth trying to tell people that have this opinion that they really need to open their eyes, stop stereotyping, and look at the bigger picture? 
My answer is yes, absolutely. That's what I did with that one woman on YouTube. I said, listen, I'm a college student. I'm about to get a bachelor's degree in mass communication. I have a job that I'm trying to line up for when I get back. I'm not a basement dweller, and, I don't, and I'm not involved in your thing with this teenager, but I don't appreciate you um, attacking her based on the idea that she's a gamer when she hasn't even said or done anything to <laughs> lead you believe that she's picked up a video game in her life, you know? Um, she hasn't replied, uh, go figure. But, I mean, I think it's worth doing that because gamers, <laughs> cheesy as it is, gamers are people too. So, um, anyway, um, what do you think, guys, uh, really quickly, yes, worth it or no, not worth it, uh, Matt? I, you know, I'm going to say it's not worth it. I mean, you could be, it, it's going to take a lot of time to convince someone, something like that. People are going to have an opinion, and that's how it's going to be. I, I say don't waste your time. Play some video games. <laughs> Gary, real quick. I, I agree with what Matt just said. Okay. Uh, I, but, but that's the kind of person I am. You know, people can say what they want about me. As long as I'm happy, I don't care what they say. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, so there you go, Adam. Sorry it took so long to get to your email. Just keep, don't be afraid to email us again. We'll try to, we'll, we'll catch it. We'll, we'll catch it next time. A um, couple more tweets here. Eric Hahn 76 Eric Schwarzer, he says, you, uh, your reactions to the feedback email were hilarious. Having hosts from different countries provides fresh perspectives. Um, I'm glad you were entertained, Eric. And thank you again to Jason, um, quote, air quotes, Jason, for uh, sending those in. Um, he also says, I think you guys do a great job covering all the different gaming systems. Don't sweat the trolls that pop up. Um, really, I don't think um, Jason was trying to troll us. I think he got on a roll and, and said some stuff that was a little rude-ish. But overall, I kind of valued his feedback. Um, I, I if, if we're coming across a certain way, you know, I want to know. I want to make sure we're, we're coming across the way we intend to come across. So um, if you ever have feedback, I'm, unless you're just name-calling or, or something dumb like that, like, then... I'm not going to look at you as a troll. I'm really going to try to look at your feedback and, and see um, if something's missing that I can explain or, or what we can apply to the podcast. Um, the Fonz chip, uh, chimes in one more time. He says, I have to disagree. Uh, he's, disagree he's disagreeing with Jason. Uh, you guys are a powerhouse. I'm not talking as a super fan, but you guys talk about everything, giving your honest opinion. Um, thank you for that, Fonz. Um, these last three tweets, guys, anything to say? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't on last week, so I couldn't really say anything about the email. But okay, yeah, I'm a little lost, but uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. All right, um, so that's it for the tweets, guys. If you want to join the party, um, just head to Twitter at the RDGH. Uh, we send out some questions every week, and we will read your replies, your responses, and your tweets on the air live, as long, oh, not live, it's recorded, um, as long as we happen to catch it, I guess. Um, so let's get into some articles. Um, Matt, Gary, have either of you played Second Life before? Second Life, the, the MMO? It's not an MMO. It's a game where you, it's, it's, it's an MMO, dude, come on. It's not, <laughs> well, no, well, yeah, well, it's not an MMO. It's not an MMORPG. I'll I'll say it that way. It's like The Sims, pretty much. It's a virtual world. Yes, I I haven't played it, but I know what it is. What about you, Matt? 
I I haven't played it. Um, I think it's hilarious. I've I've watched a lot of YouTube videos on things people do. <laughs> it can be really hilarious. Like I saw this one video where this guy he would just walk into people's homes and they're like doing life sim like married life, and he would just like stand there awkwardly. <laughs> and it was just it was hilarious. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, Second Life for me is nostalgia. Um, I was on Second Life a lot from, I joined in like 2006, and after a while I just kind of fell off of it. But, um, I mean, I used to DJ there, I used to build stuff, and the thing about Second Life, what makes Second Life different from The Sims, um, is that literally Linden Labs, that's the developer, Linden Labs creates this space, um, they, give, they create land, um, and they divide it up into, into parcels and Sims, and they just give it to people, and they're like, here you go, do stuff with it. And when it first came out 11 years ago, this is 11-year-old software. Um, when it first came out 11 years ago, it was pretty big. Like, it was like, this is revolutionary. You know, we can create the world, the real world, in this game. Um, and so this virtual world, um, there have been others like it. This one has survived, even 11 years later, even... Even in obscurity, there is a consistent about one million users who are still using it, many of which are actually paying to use it uh, for, for a premium account. So it's been pretty successful, and, and, and I'm bringing up Second Life today because um, I came across this news, and it's actually from back in June. I just happened to miss that, too. I'm just on a roll, guys. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Linden Labs is building a new version of Second Life from the ground up, um, and they're not... I mean, they're taking this software that they launched 11 years ago and have been updating and maintaining since, and they're going to completely rebuild it as something brand new. Um, with today's technology in mind, they're going to have Oculus Rift compatible with it so you can stand in this virtual world and literally like look around and, and, and be in the virtual world. Um, I mean, the original Second Life has kind of devolved over time into, like, you know, sex and stuff. <laughs> because it's because it, it's because I mean frankly Linden Labs gave users on the internet the power to do anything they want with it. What do you expect? Um, so it's kind of devolved into something um, that I think wasn't really intended to be like the heart of Second Life, and I'm not going to call that the heart of Second Life, um, but it's kind of big. And so for this new Second Life, I, it feels like they're um, trying to do something more with it. Um, the new Second Life is still a, a good way off. I mean, we'll probably see a beta uh, sometime next year. Um, but, I mean, Linden Labs has been hiring. They've hired 40 to 50 people, and they say that Second Life will continue to run alongside this new virtual world. Um, is this, does this sound like something that you two would be interested in at all in trying? Well, if I can walk into somebody's house and awkwardly stare at them, like, yeah. <laughs> in VR, like yeah, man. I'm in totally... VR, <laughs> oh, I think people are gonna die, man. People will literally die if it has Oculus Rift support. They'll put that thing on and live a second life and forget that the real world exists, and they'll die from starvation or something. This <laughs> is <just> bad. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um... <laughs> So, Matt, do you want to stand creepily inside someone else's home? 
<laughs> oh, absolutely. Actually, I would stand like behind Gary and just kind of stare over his shoulder <laughs> awkwardly as well. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I respect Second Life. I think it's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like, to an extent, too, isn't that what we hoped PlayStation Home was going to be? I mean, absolutely. like a virtual world that connected you with everything PlayStation. I mean, I think it's cool that... I don't know if I'll jump into it because I know just how freaky sexual it's going to become. Oh my and goodness. There's so many things I don't want to walk in on, especially in VR. But uh, <laughs> but it's cool. I, I might try it. Well, see, the thing, I, I mean, I'm not bothered by the fact that Second Life has become rather sexualized in some ways. Because, let's be honest... Second Life has some of the coolest stuff on it, like, I've never seen. I, I logged on yesterday after I read this article, and um, just on my old account from 2006, and I walked around, and someone built, like, the entire city of Luxembourg in oh, wow. Second Life. And not only that, but they have, like, a bunch of other cities, too, European cities. Uh, I think I saw Berlin. I, I, I mean, it's just... I've seen people build cruise ships. Someone built, like, a replica of the Titanic. So, like, you can do some incredible, incredible, incredible stuff with Second Life. Like, it's ridiculous what you can do with Second Life. You're telling me I can build Gotham City and be Batman? Yes. Yes. If you if you, if you bought a sim from Linden Labs, you could build Gotham City. You could literally build Gotham City. Like a life-size Gotham City, uh, well, virtually life-size Build Gotham one city. city that nobody wants to live in. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, dude, everyone will want to visit Gotham City. Like, yeah, and they'll st- die the moment they walk in. <laughs> I'll just run around as the Joker and stare it's at them off. Like, just kill everybody. <laughs> you, could, you could enable combat. Like, if you enable combat, you can have, like, people walk in and just like, die. In Oculus Rift support, this is going to be like, the greatest game ever made. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, um, I mean, Second Life, Second Life is, is great. It's nostalgic for me. So I'm, I'm happy with Down this. for this new Second Life with Oculus Rift support now. Yeah. So, so is it going to be called Third Life? You know, I don't know what they're going to call it. Originally, while I was reading, I thought that they were just going to remake Second Life and call it, keep calling it Second Life. But it sounds like Second Life is going to run alongside whatever this is. Mm. So I have no idea what they're going to call it. They should call it Second Life, the second. (laughs) (laughs) Second Life 2. Yeah. So, anyway, look for Second Life, or or whatever. Look for Third Life from Linden Labs, and and keep keep in tune with this. I mean, if this is nostalgic to me, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Like, Second Life was big for a while. So, oh, I I never finished my point before. I was talking about how there's cool stuff in, in Second Life. Um... The whole thing with the sex stuff, like, if you can really make it so that you categorize it and just keep it so that only people who are looking for that stuff can find it. Like, that's something that they started really well on Second Life in its later days, but um, to prevent it from devolving like that again, it will really have to be monitored and, and, and kept, you know, kept away from the rest of the, from the rest of the world. So that it's not something that's that's perceived to be really part of the core of Second Life. Like that's that's something that's probably heard it a lot. Everyone's like, "Oh, I don't want to walk in on people using fake." <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> always thought of Second Life as like the virtual world of 4chan. 
<laughs> no, it's not that bad. It, it's actually, it, it was actually, it's actually pretty cool. I haven't been on it a good while, like not properly, but when I left it, it was pretty. It was still pretty nice. Now I just want to play it and just still stare into people's windows. They <laughs> <laughs> just see my head sticking out. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's really cool, Tom. Um, so I'm not going to be playing with Gary because he'll be creepy. It's like a training tool for serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think serial killers will be as direct as to just stand in someone's home and watch them doing whatever. <laughs> like, if someone did that in real life, I'd be like, hey, no, if, if, if I didn't try to kick him out immediately, I'd probably be like, dude, you want, like, some food or something? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> This is what you would do in real life if you just walked into your house. <laughs> no, no. If someone just walked into my house, I wouldn't. I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> I'd probably try to hit him. <laughs> yeah, I'd help you. Just imagine if some random dude walks into your house and just stares at you. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, I'd be like oh, hey, dude, what's up? How you doing? That's your Twitter question right there. <laughs> what would you do if some <laughs> random dude just walked into your house and stared at you? <laughs> Okay, put it on. Like, what? Okay, listeners, you heard him at the RDGH. What would you do? What will, What will you do when KGB Gary comes for you? Um, That's awesome. Let's Let's move on. Um, so, Destiny has been in the news once again. Um, just when you think that you don't have to talk about Destiny anymore, we, we start talking about Destiny again. Um, the first DLC pack, The Dark Below, is coming out in December. And with it comes more controversy, except it's the exact same controversy that came out when Destiny originally launched. Um, the Dark Below DLC is going to have a lot of stuff in it. Um, stuff that, frankly, probably should have been included in the launch. But, um... <laughs> Part of that is some DLC, which is coming exclusively to PS4, at least temporarily. Um, and Xbox gamers are upset. Um, and, you know, it, it's reasonable to be unhappy that you're, you're missing out on some DLC that other people on a different system are getting. But, I mean, this is kind of taking it to another level. Here's what's been going on. Um, I think this, this was born on Reddit or something like that, like, like most of the internet. Um, so people started contacting Xbox customer service to get a refund on Destiny. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> you're laughing already. Um, they called Xbox support and they demanded refunds for Destiny for X, Y, and Z uh, under false pretenses, actually. Um, they said that there was something wrong with it or whatever. They just wanted a refund. And then they posted on Reddit like, oh, that... They, they've done so, and I guess they're trying to send a message to Bungie or, or something like that. Um, anyway, Xbox got wind when one of the people doing this decided to say outright, you know, it, this game was falsely advertised, the other system's doing such and such. Um, <laughs> and, well, now Xbox support is investigating and possibly banning uh, consumers who do this, who try to get refunds on Destiny under false pretenses um, for for this foolishness, uh, which, by the way, is illegal, <laughs> I, I must say. Um, 
I'll address a little bit more of this in just a bit, but first, Matt and Gary, wh what do you think so far? Uh, <laughs> um, should, should I start this one off? Go for it. Okay. I think it's it's great. I think it's hilarious. I it makes me want to try and get a refund because Destiny slept with my wife. And I, <laughs> I'm not even married. I just think that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> makes me wonder how much you can get away with. Um, yeah, no, not cool. <laughs> not cool. Um, Gary, <laughs> now, I, I'm assuming that this is the digital version of the game. Yes. Um, yeah, um, you read if you wanted to read. I, I don't know how many people did, but you should know all cells are final on on digital stuff. So if you're gonna come, if you're gonna try to get a refund, um, too bad because you agreed to the terms <laughs> before you signed up for Xbox Live. Mm -hmm. So that that's really all I have to say. Now, if if there's something actually wrong with it, then yeah. You know, if, like, if you download it, you bought it, and it doesn't work no matter what, then sure, you should probably get a refund for that. But any other reason outside of the game literally not working, that's on you at that point. Okay. Here's, yeah. the, th here's the thing. Um, Xbox gamers, I don't, first of all, I don't understand why Xbox gamers are upset about this again, because this is the exact same thing that they were upset about when Destiny first launched. Um, they're, what I'm trying to say is they're not upset about anything new. This is not a surprise. This is not something that was just unexpected and just happened to show up and they were like, what? No, this is something that was announced long ago. Like, I mean, the, there's a tagline that says the ultimate Destiny experience is only on PlayStation. They have been, you know, D PlayStation has been marketing the crap out of Destiny. It's been well known for months now that PS4 would get exclusive Destiny DLC. I don't understand the the surprise, the vitriol, the shock, the disgust of, over what over this whole thing. It's as if it's a brand new problem. It's not like this is old news that people are just upset about anew. So I, I don't get why people are surprised, but. Um, yeah, there, there is some DLC that's going to be on the PlayStation 4 exclusively. Here's the thing about that. It's DLC. Xbox gamers are going to get The Dark Below. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm... This is deja vu for me because this is exactly what I said last time. Xbox gamers are going to get The Dark Below at the same time as PlayStation 4 gamers. It's going to be the same software. All that's missing is some DLC. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. On PS4, the DLC is okay. You know, I like the Exodus Blue PvP map. The the Mars Strike mission I have done like three times, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, it's fine. It's, it's another strike mission. Um, it's not... Other than that, it's just like weapons and stuff. And, and not even weapons that you use that much. It's, it's not anything that's really huge. Um, it's not like Destiny is not going to be on Xbox One. Xbox One gamers are getting the same game, the same quality. So I don't understand this level of vitriol toward um, Microsoft and toward Bungie um, because just because the PlayStation version is getting DLC. Like this, if it were the whole game, yes, I would understand. I'd be like, okay, that's that kind of sucks. But this is literally just a little bit of DLC on a DLC pack. So I, I don't I don't get it. But um, maybe Gary and Matt do. Um, so 
will they get access to the DLC eventually? Is it a temporary exclusive? Yes, but here's the thing about that is um, all the all the Destiny stuff that's exclusive on PlayStation. It's not going to be on Xbox One for like a year until fall next year. Right. So it's a good long time. Yeah. It's a good wait. I mean, you know, I guess comparatively speaking, I mean, how long has Xbox had all the Call of, Call of Duty DLCs launched with, like, what was it, a month in advance that they get it before PlayStation gamers get it? Right. I mean, you know, this is just something developers do. It's not new. Xbox has Call of Duty DLCs, and granted, it's only for a month, not for a year, but still, I mean, you know, get with the times. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I kind of agree, yeah. Um, Gary? Um, to me, I think it's the issue of the price of the DLC. Uh, the, pr the DLC is $20 US. Uh, in Europe, I think it's like $34 for it. Um, and to, for $20, if, if I'm going to pay you $20 and I'm going to get 70% of the content that, you know... PlayStation gamers are getting, you know, PlayStation gamers are getting 100% of content, and I'm only getting 70%. Why am I still paying the same amount of price, or the same price? And I think, personally, to me, if I was an Xbox owner, I would be just as pissed for that one reason, that See, I have to pay the same for OS content. That's actually really reasonable. That's actually really reasonable, but looking around, that's not what I see complaints on. Like, yeah, a couple of people complain about stuff like that, but... Really, I really don't see anyone mention that. Which is a shame, because in my opinion, that should be the big thing they should be complaining about. If I'm getting less content, why do I have to pay the same price? That's that's totally a, val that's a definite valid argument right there. Especially a steep price, like $20. Mm -hmm. That's I can buy a full game, a whole brand new game for $20 these days. Well, I, I will say that you're... I, I know it was just a hypothetical example, but I think that the DLC, the, the exclusive PS4 stuff, is probably going to be like 1% of the content. Like, uh, the, really, all the DLC so far has been cosmetic. You know, you get a map, you get some DLC, I mean, not DLC, you get some weapons or, or something like that. It, it's not really stuff that helps you all that much in the game, it's just mostly cosmetics or something kind of cool to have, you know. It's so, also, I think, two strike missions as well are two, not for the Xbox One. Right. Oh, really? Two strike missions? I think so, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know. But what I will say is this. Don't try to get a refund on your thing just because you're unhappy with it, with, with the other side getting something. I mean, that's not a reason to get a refund for anything. Um, <laughs> you bought this game fully aware that PlayStation 4 gamers would get more or, or, or get some kind of DLC that you weren't going to get for a little while. So you paid this company money already knowing this, so you have no right to go back and demand this money back now. That's not within your right. Be a responsible consumer. That's illegal, by the way. And if Microsoft, Microsoft is investigating, and if Microsoft decides to ban for it, I'm not going to be surprised. Like, I mean, I, I get that you're unhappy, but don't do this. That's not the way to handle it at all. Um, any last thoughts? No, not for me, no. Cool. Matt, you're a quiet one. 
yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's exclusive DLC. I'm, I'm just so used to it now that it doesn't even, like, phase me. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, I just clicked a button by accident and messed up all of my windows. So let's fix that if I can. <laughs> um, how do I do that? Right. There we go. All right, I'm back. All right, um, let's talk Sony. Let's talk PlayStation 4 specifically. Um, we've mentioned a few times now that PlayStation has been talking about investing in PlayStation Network to make it stronger. Um, we've. It seems like we're seeing the first iteration of that. We're seeing the first step. Um, PlayStation has launched a survey that uh, some PlayStation gamers have received um, directly pitting Xbox Live against PlayStation Network. Um, for example, with, uh, they have questions that say, you know, what, if anything, do you particularly dislike about PlayStation Plus? Um, there's a typo there that someone mentioned. Um, underneath, there's a checkbox that gives you the option to say, there is nothing I particularly dislike about PlayStation Gold, um, which doesn't exist unless Xbox Live and PSN had a baby. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Uh, you know, standard things like your likelihood to recommend out of 10, and then they include both PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold. Um, so you have an option to say, you know, I'll give PlayStation Plus a 10 and Xbox Live a 10, you know? So they're really comparing the two. And it feels like this is a genuine effort to gauge what people want in their network and, and what Xbox Live is succeeding in and what PSN is not succeeding in. Um, have, have either of you seen the survey? Um, I've seen screen caps of it, but I, I haven't received one, so I haven't, no. I'm looking at it, I'm looking at screen caps of it, and, you know, <laughs> which of the following words or phrases would you use to describe these online gaming services? And they'll have a list of phrases, and then you can check in one column for PlayStation Plus, and then in another <laughs> for Xbox Live Gold, so it's, it's a direct comparison. Uh, Matt, have you seen this? I've heard about it. I've seen some pictures, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty happy. I, what do you think about the the uh, the fact that PlayStation's literally scouting right now the the perception of PlayStation Plus? I I think it's great. I mean, you know, comparing it to Xbox Live or Xbox, you know, Gold membership. I mean, what else do they really have to compare it to right now? I mean, that's really the the two big systems. I mean, Nintendo they really... Network. True, but that's kind of, you know, <laughs> that's doing its own thing in the corner. Um, meanwhile, those two are butting heads. I, I think it's great. I think they should do it. It's, you know, it's competition. you got to size up competition, so mm -hmm. hopefully we'll, we'll see some positive results from it. Oh, man, I, I'm, I'm looking at all these questions. Um, well, let's, let's look at this one, uh, just because I feel like it's very direct. Um, Gary, what, if anything, do you particularly dislike about PlayStation Plus? Oh, um, that's interesting. <laughs> I have to think about this. Uh, what do I dislike about PlayStation Plus? Okay, let me, let me ask you this then. Are you having trouble because there are a lot of things and you're trying to pick one, or are you searching for one because there isn't that much you dislike? Oh, uh, <laughs> There isn't much that I dislike, quite <laughs> honestly. Ah, 
maybe because my backlog is just enormous now because of the, all the games I'm getting. But other than that, uh, PlayStation Plus has been pretty good to me. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Matt, what, if anything, do you particularly dislike about PlayStation Plus? Uh... Man, I, I like PlayStation Plus. I, I can't really fault it for much. I mean, it's it's a good service. I've been paying for it since they started the thing. Okay, um, well, let me take this question that PlayStation has asked, and let's rephrase it a bit. Gary, what, if anything, do you particularly dislike about PlayStation Network? Ooh, um, well, uh, I can't change my name, my screen name, mm-hmm. or my username, my PSN ID. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I still can't listen to MP3s on my system. For some reason. <laughs> Should have been, you know, 100% in the system anyway when it came out. That um, doesn't seem like a PSN issue, though, so what about what about PSN issues? Uh, I, that it keeps going down all the time, man. Like, I'm, every week, there seems to be some sort of problem or some sort of maintenance they have to do. Hmm. And they need to address that immediately um another problem is every update they release seems to break something that they've already fixed uh in the last update and i don't know what kind of qa they got going on over there but things like that need to get fixed i also think uh it's a little slow sometimes um which obviously can be fixed with more more servers or however it gets fixed i don't know uh but sometimes i feel it is lagging behind Especially when I try to look at who's online on my friends list and I have to wait like 30 seconds for it to load up. I'm like, come on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Matt, um, same question. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, server stability, stuff like that, like Gary said, it, it can be frustrating. I mean, I think really both sides, you know, the fans, Xbox, PS4, it they both have trouble when games launch and they're popular games. You're always having issues, and it'd be nice if, if that got worked out. But, I mean, other than server stability stuff, I think probably one of the most frustrating things for me is, like, the delay when I get a message on PS on the PSN and I have to wait, like, a full minute to be able to read it. Oh, my goodness. You know, my friend Mike was telling me that. He was saying, you know, I'll, I'll get a notification saying I have a message and I'll have to wait, like, three minutes to get it. And yeah. I've, I've never seen that happen. I've never really? heard, I had never heard of anyone getting that before. And yeah, that so happens to me all the time. Person. Yeah, it can be frustrating because I'm like, oh, I got a message, I'll read it. And then I'm like sitting there, sitting there, waiting, waiting, waiting. <laughs> and does that happen on your, do you, do you have the PlayStation app? Uh, I do. Is, and it, I think, is it the same there? Like, can you check it and it'll load on your phone but not your console? Yeah, exactly. It'll load on the phone. I never had problems on PS3. It's just the PS4. Hmm. That's interesting. So let me ask you this. A lot of these questions... I mean, the focus of this seems to be PlayStation Plus. Right? It, doesn't, it doesn't seem to be talking about the integrity of the network right now. Um, although, let me, let me be honest, there are some things here looking at it now. I, I just said that, I, and I opened a, a screenshot that showed a picture of the network. So they are asking a few <laughs> network-related questions. What I'm going to ask is, are they asking the right questions? Because this one, what if anything do you particularly dislike about PlayStation Plus? Um, I mean, do you think that that's something that they should be asking about the network 
uh, more than the PlayStation Plus, the, the free games uh, and, and the discounts and all of that stuff? Well, I think the reason they're asking these questions about PlayStation Plus, uh, especially when it comes to the games, is because I think they're hearing a lot of the criticism for it right now. I mean, if you look at it, uh, recently, like for the past few months, it's mostly just been indie titles, mm -hmm. and people have been very vocal about that. Um, and I think they're kind of trying to see, uh, you know, maybe they need to change the lineup in some sort of way, you know, if the value is there for it, uh, you know, things like that. But well, what what can they what can they do about that? Because quite frankly, it's not reasonable to expect them to give you Killzone right now. For free on PlayStation Plus. No, but then you gotta. If you look at it, then you know, say you know, they spend a certain amount of money to get these games on PlayStation Plus, right? Mm -hmm. um, could they spend that same amount of money instead of getting you six games that are small and indie titles? Spend the same amount of money and get you one or two games of higher quality. Mm. Well, I mean, I think that kind of assumes that we know how the deal works. Yes. Um. Because, quite frankly, indie titles are a little safe for them, aren't they? Because if you're assuming that they are spending money to get this on here, you know, do you think that more people will get Killzone Shadowfall for free? Um, or do you think that more people will get, I don't know, Transistor for free? You, that, that will actually see this and be like, oh, I have to get this and actually hit download and play the game. So, I mean, that could in a way, be a loss? You know, I mean... I, yeah, but... We can't, we, can't, we can't propose to know how they have the deal set up, right? No, we cannot. Well, I cut you off. I didn't mean to. What were you saying? No, you're, I, I was just going to say, like, if, if you really look at it, like, I personally, from what I've been reading in comments and things like that, a lot of people would be happier to get... Killzone, even if they don't like first-person shooters, they'll still take Killzone over mm -hmm. Transistor right. because it's a big AAA title. Right. And they don't have to pay $60 for it, whereas Transistor, they can pay $15 for it, and, you know, it's a lot cheaper for them. But the thing is, Killzone's still making Sony money, and Guerrilla Games. It's making them money. So I can also see why they don't want to give that one away for free just yet. I yeah. mean, make, make no mistake, I, I have no doubt in my mind that eventually Killzone, Shadowfall, and all of these titles that have come out are going to make it to PlayStation Plus um, at, at some point or another. But, I mean, I can honestly see why that might not be for a good while yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm with Glenn on this one. I think that uh, it's just too soon to be releasing those launch titles. I mean, and, and plus on the other like side of the coin, I mean, like, I'm sure it attracts indies to Sony's platform. You have the PlayStation Plus set up, you know, that way they can get some kind of money guaranteed from Sony for the deal to get their game on there. I mean, I'm sure it's attractive to them because they're a small studio. They don't know if their game's going to be successful. So why not take a, you know, essentially a a check which you can, you know, pay, you know, pay your bills with, and then take a risk at launching a, a game which might not sell, you know, good at all i think and, that, and that i could... think that's that's kind of what uh the the studio that made mercenary kings uh i think that's kind of what they said is they they win with the sure bet of having a certain amount of money right off the bat rather than taking the risk and having the game flop in sales 
So, hmm. right. Well, um, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about uh, <laughs> firmware 2.0. Gary, at the top of the show, you mentioned that you were having some problems. So, what's been going on? Oh, uh, well, problems are is it's deleting save files. Uh, my friend actually lost save files for I think like 15 games. Oh man! Uh, uh, they they got corrupted, uh, and the reason for that is if people don't know, I'm I'm warning you right now. If you don't know about this, if you're leaving your system on standby, stop doing that, <laughs> because that is what's causing uh, a lot of save files to get deleted. Um, from from what I've been reading, a lot of people have been saying that. You know, they leave the system on standby and then they can't turn it back on. Like, it's just not turning on. So they have to hard reset the system. I think you had this problem once too, Matt. If I Yeah, it's, it's locked up on me like four or five times. But I haven't had any problems with save files yet, luckily. Yes, yeah, so um, the game I'm playing right now, I can't talk about it. Uh, but uh, my save file for that game has been corrupted about seven times now. Um. Luckily, I can go in and grab it from from the from the cloud, but I have to go in and manually put it over there every time I turn off my system now because I don't know if it's going to get corrupted. Um, it's also causing a lot of freezing issues. A lot of people have been having issues uh, with the system freezing and locking up when they go to the PlayStation Store uh, when they're playing some games, uh, especially multiplayer. Um, it's for a lot of people, it's causing a lot of issues and. Having to hard reset your PS4 every time is not a good idea. <clears throat> hey, Gary. Yes. Has, since I told you my restarting trick, has have you still had that problem? Uh, yeah. I Even if I restarted that way, it's still kind of hard resetting it. So it still has yeah. to check to see if everything is okay. And well, Matt, what, what is the restarting trick? Well, uh, Gary was telling me he was unplugging his system. Um, which is never a very good idea. But no. um, so what I told him to do is just to hold down the, the the power button on the console. Which, by the way, I didn't know existed when I first got the PS4. You didn't <laughs> like, know there was a power button? No, I had no idea. I was like, why is there no power button on this thing? And then like, I read the manual and was like, oh god, there's the power button. Well, but <laughs> did you did you know that there was an eject button? No, both those buttons were like mysterious. Like, how I didn't did you know get, they... <laughs> How did you get your discs out of your system? I uh, pressed start on the controller. And, oh, from the menus, okay. Yeah, from the menus and did that, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? I know, okay. I, they, they were like so smoothly designed that I didn't know they even existed. You just kept buying PS4s and forgot about them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throwing them in the garbage when I was done. Um, but yeah, no, so basically you just hold down the power button for like 10, 20 seconds until it hard reboots. Yeah, and, and that actually works when it's already in standby. So if you have the orange light, meaning it's in standby, just hold yeah. your finger over the sensor, just let it sit there, the thing will beep, the, the orange light will start pulsing, and the thing will turn off completely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another tip I'll give people right now, if, you're, if your game freezes, the moment you notice it freeze, hold the PlayStation button. If you're quick enough, it'll take you to the menu, and go and turn off your system immediately. It'll take maybe a minute, maybe a minute and a half, but it will shut down if you're quick enough without having any issues. Okay. You just know that. But if you wait a little bit, and you're, you're pretty much screwed, and you have to hard reset the entire system. Now, let's be fair. Whenever you have a big system update, 
there is a large potential for bugs, uh, some of them serious. Um, the thing with PlayStation is it pretty much takes away your online capabilities unless you update. So you have to kind of update. Like, it's not iOS where you can decide, oh, I, you know, I want to stay with iOS 4 for half a decade more. I'm not really ready for iOS 5 just yet. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you kind of have to update. And, and, you know, it's probably a good idea, too, because that gets rid of security vulnerabilities. Um, but there's always the potential for bugs. So I can't... I do kind of sympathize with Sony a little bit here because you know you you have to you you have to test for what you can, but you can't always test for everything, um, and so things so things do get by, which is clearly what has happened here. Um, personally, I haven't noticed anything, but I haven't been using my PS4 that much. What with college and a new Xbox One um, to to fiddle around with. Um, but I have been playing Destiny every now and then. I, I, for, for my use, I haven't noticed any problems. But I have seen um, around the internet people have been complaining about some issues. Um, so PS4 Update 2.0, um, it looks actually it, it works really nice. I love the themes. Um, some of the notifications are different. The, the standby mode has been renamed. It's now rest mode. I don't know what the purpose of changing that was, but <laughs> whatever. Um, so... Uh, it, it looks it looks good. I love the update, but these are some serious bugs, um, especially if you don't have um, PlayStation Plus. I, I think that the the cloud saving thing is just for PlayStation Plus users. Yes, right? it is. So if you don't have PlayStation Plus and you're losing your save files, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal because you have no way to get those back. Um, and so, well, I, there's an article that came out today from GearNuke.com. Uh, today being November 2nd, by the way, Sunday, um, Sony finally responded. It has been silent pretty much um, since the launch of the update last Tuesday, I believe. And, I mean, it's been silent. They're, they're recognizing, basically, there are some issues. We're working on them. We'll share new stuff with you as soon as possible. Um, this comes from the social media manager, Sid Schumann, uh, on the official PlayStation blog, he says, As for PS4 2, we're looking into the issues that some folks are having. We'll share any new updates with you ASAP. Um, we're aware of issues happening post-PS4 2.0 firmware, including some freezes and boot errors working to resolve ASAP. We'll update soon. <sighs> okay, and then pretty much the same thing with regard to... Um, the PlayStation Plus Instant Game Collection... Uh, there, were, there were some leaks, but nothing has been confirmed yet. The response was, PS Plus details are coming soon. Stay tuned. Uh, no update to share on Drive Club PS Plus edition timing, unfortunately. We'll keep you up to date as soon as we have new info. So basically, each of these responses are like, soon. We, we, we don't know what's going on, but soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> soon. It's been a week. It's not soon enough. I'm sorry. So if, if it took you a week to respond, then... I don't know. It's yeah. Sony has never been good at responding to things. As far as PR is concerned, Sony should have seen what was going on and jumped on it immediately and been like, "Hey, there's some issues. We don't know what's going on. We're looking into it. Be patient, please." You know, rather than waiting um, almost a full week. Uh, in two days, it'll be a full week, and saying, "Oh, you know, we're looking into it. Give us a bit, brb." You know, that's. <laughs> That's not the way to handle this. Um, 
if you and, are, and it's sad because I think uh, they decided to respond to it because of uh, not just because of all the complaints, but because uh, it was starting to affect developers as well. Uh, we saw what happened with Evolve and their alpha. Uh, it's been delayed indefinitely until something gets resolved with the firmware update. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was a developer push that finally got them to to speak up about it. Probably, yeah. There, uh, there was something with the Evolve Big Alpha that has postponed um, <laughs> Evolve. I've been playing that game, but um, so yeah, Evolve. I I'll have to talk about Evolve in a little bit, but. Yeah, it, it's a shame that there's such a big issue, but it's even more of a shame that PlayStation has not been responding to that, um, especially having seen the way Microsoft originally handled the Red Ring of Death debacle um, last generation. They should know that not responding to a problem is not the way to go. Um, especially when it was like a 70% fail rate. Absolutely. I mean, the, the Red Ring of Death thing, I, I, this is old news. I mean, this is not anything new. Microsoft has clearly learned its lesson. Um, but I I'm still mystified by their thinking back then. Like, if 70% of your customers are saying that there's something wrong with their device, why would you ignore that? Why would you... What, what would possess you to ignore that? Was it Don Matrick? Was Don Matrick working there at the time? <laughs> that was probably... It was probably Don Matrick. I'm, I'm going to blame RROD on Don Matrick right now but he's gone. So, um, anyway, Sony should know better. Sony should absolutely know better, and I'm disappointed to see uh, this level, or, or lack thereof, of, of PR skill coming from uh, the, the company that's pretty much dominated the console fight thing uh, so far. Yeah, and definitely. I think this goes back to what you said, Glenn. I think they're getting too comfortable. They're getting too comfortable. Yep. They are getting too. I I kind of feel like they're getting comfortable, and, and the moment you start getting comfortable is the moment you start making mistakes. Um, Matt, you were going to say something. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, Sony's definitely got a lot of, a lot of momentum this generation, and it, it's a shame to see that they're. It's kind of slowing down. I mean, the last thing they need, you know, coming from PS3, is for developers to start assuming that it's tough to develop on PS4. You know what I mean? Like that. That was kind of the the notion in the early days of PS3, and kind of throughout that whole generation. And they've managed to shake that off now. But it, I don't, you know, they could come back if if this firmware update doesn't get resolved. Um, you know. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that far I, I, because that's kind of a universal thing. Like, I mean, the, the problem with PS3 was that it had the cell processor which, while very powerful, was also very difficult for everybody to develop for. Right. Whereas PS4 as a whole is generally really easy to develop for. It's just that it's having some issues here and there. Yeah. No, so, for sure. I mean, it, it, it's not as serious, but, you know, it's just one of those things where people can start talking and then uh, it just swirls out of control, you know? And it's so easy for that to happen today with, with the Internet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Sony, I'm glad to hear you're working on it, but we'd like a little more than that, just so you know. Um, if you're having issues with PlayStation Firmware 2.0, contact Sony, give them some pressure, um, see if you can get any sort of response from them, um, and if you feel so inclined, let us know what they say on Twitter at, RDG, at the RDGH. 
because um, frankly, we'd like some information too. Uh, speaking of PR disasters, uh, Drive Club has gotten a new update from Shuhei Yoshida. And um, it's not very long. Uh, it's probably mid-length. It's on Drive Club's Facebook. I'm just going to read it to you very quickly. Um, message from Shuhei Yoshida, president of Worldwide Studios. Hi, everyone. I wanted to provide you with the latest update on Drive Club. Unfortunately, the road to launch has been a little rocky, and we are truly sorry that so many of you have not been able to enjoy everything that we had hoped Drive Club would deliver. We have been listening to your feedback and realized that patience, understandably, is running out. Evo is working around the clock to close the gap, and we have deployed additional engineering resources to help resolve the remaining issues as soon as possible. Unfortunately, the timeframes required to roll out the fully connected experience will be longer than anticipated, and we do not have an exact time frame for when they will be resolved. We will continue to update you on progress, and you can find the latest info on the Drive Club Facebook page. We are also very conscious that we have disappointed so many of you who are looking forward to playing the promised PS Plus edition. Our first priority is to provide you with the best possible experience while playing Drive Club. With the high volume of new players and additional server load the PS Plus edition is anticipated to bring, we are currently not confident that we can guarantee the best online experience. Until we can ensure that everyone can enjoy the full social connected online experience, we will be postponing the release of the PlayStation Plus edition until further notice. On behalf of Worldwide Studios, we are enormously grateful for your patience, and we thank you for the continued support and encouragement. Again, we sincerely apologize for the delay. We are committed to giving you the best racing experience on PS4. It's just taking a little longer than we hoped. Thanks, Shoo. So before I say a word about this message, I want to hear what you two have to say about it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a shame. Um, you know, I mean, going back to the launch of the PS4, it's con you know, it's game lineup. Drive Club was always the game that that really excited me the most. It wasn't the reason I bought a PS4, right? Because I I don't believe in buying a console for just like a game. Because you know, face it, there's so much more to the console, especially if you're looking at launch titles. I mean, that's just the beginning. So, but that game was the one that attracted me most. I was most excited for it. It got delayed. Um, which was good because the game got improved, and yet it launches, and the, and the reason they delayed it is, you know, it comes back, and it's like they never really fixed the problem. And and it's just kind of killed the game's launch, you know? It's got this, like, negative stigma now where everyone's just bashing it, and I don't know if the community's ever going to be where it could have been because of it, uh, which is sad. So, I mean... I understand why they're delaying the PS Plus edition because it makes sense, mm -hmm. but it definitely bums me out. Definitely. I totally agree. Uh, Gary, what do you have to say? Um, honestly, right now, I think the PS Plus edition of the game could be the only thing that saves it. At this point, once that comes out, I think people will finally be able to play it, especially if all the bugs and issues are fixed by then. Uh, they'll be able to see how great of a game it is. Uh, I haven't played it, so I can't say that it's great. Uh, I'm just going off from what Kyle has said, and I trust his word. But um, yeah, I, personally, uh, right now, without the PS Plus edition, I think it's a little too late for that game. Um, like Matt said, I think the community has kind of just 
abandoned it. Uh, well, not abandoned it. I think a lot of people who who bought the game to play with their friends and a month later still can't do it. Um, that's pretty much the end for that. Um, I don't think a lot of people are going to go back to that game. Um, I've, I've already seen a lot of copies returned, especially at GameStop. Um, now, I wasn't aware that GameStop allowed for returns of open games. No, I'm sorry. Not returns. They're, they're oh, trading. They can, yes. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. My, my fault. <laughs> That's right. I was like, what GameStop have you gone to? <laughs> but, but technically they can because the game technically is broken. So, um, to a degree. But, um, you know, like I said, I think it's just a little too late for them at, at this point. Like, it's a shame. Uh, I know Evolution is trying really hard, uh, and I feel for them. But as far as the community goes, like the gaming community, uh, that game will probably be... Pretty much forgotten by January. Um, I don't think anybody's gonna be buying that game for for Christmas for for their kids or anything like that. Um, which 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 is a real shame. But uh, going back to the PS Plus version, I think uh, something they could have done with that is they could have uh, replaced the PS Plus edition of the game with another game at that point. Um, especially when it came closer to the month, they could have given you something they were planning to give you in November give it to you in October to substitute for the PS Plus edition um, and just give that whenever it's ready. But uh, I'm just really sad for them because Evolution is a great studio um, and I love love the Motorsport franchise. But to me, it's a little too late for that game. A month later is is too long. No, I'm I'm not sure which of you said that the PS Plus edition can save it. Um, I did. You did. I agree with that 100%. Um, because Drive Club has come back before. The delay disappointed people. It lost its momentum completely. It already had a negative stigma because dumb people decided, oh, the game's 30% complete. Let me look at this as a representative of the final version. <laughs> you know? Like, remember it was at E3 or something as, as 30% complete, and everyone was like, oh, this game looks terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, Drive Club has come back before. Not necessarily to this extent, but it has come back before. It has something that no other game has, a free PS Plus version. This, between this and marketing, um, I mean, I don't think that Evolution is... I don't think Drive Club's done for. I don't think that it's too late for Drive Club. I think it's going to be difficult because first they have to fix what's wrong. And, and let me be clear, I mean, a lot of people are able to connect just fine now, and, and the game's working really well for them. Um, but there are still people who can't, and then there's the whole PS Plus version thing. Um, so they really need to fix what's wrong, and they need to write that first. Um, and after that, you know, they have a PS Plus edition. You know, they can totally promote the heck out of that. They can say, you know... Welcome to Drive Club. You know, Drive Club's fixed. Drive Club's working. Give it a try for free on, on PlayStation Plus. And honestly, what do gamers have to lose? You know, it's free. If they don't like it, they can just delete it and not lose a penny. So, I mean, they have a tool there that they can use to really get the game forward again. And so I don't think that this is it for Drive, for Drive Club. They just have to be careful and they have to make sure they fix the problem. Um, I must admit I'm disappointed to see that the first three comments underneath are gamers demanding free stuff. Um, 
which I always hate. But um, so that's Drive Club. And quite frankly, this breaks my heart. It really does, because I'm remembering February 2013 when um, those guys from Evolution Studios took the stage and talked about how this was like a dream, this was a pet project, this was something they'd been working on for 10 years, this is what they wanted the racing game, a racing game to look like, they were so excited, they took, they did everything right, they, like, they took the time to fix the problems of the game, they, they made it look fantastic, they, they, they did all of this stuff, and they did it all really well. And then launch came, and all of that work just gone, you know? Just, this has killed the momentum of the game. What, whatever momentum it had, it's killed. And, and you're right, I, I don't think that it can reach the level it once would have reached had this not happened. Um, but I don't think this is it for Drive Club. Um, anything else to say on Drive Club before we move forward? Uh, not for me. Not for you? Not for anyone? Okay. Um... What next? Good grief. There's so much to talk about in so little time. Um, let's talk about Xbox for a little bit. Um, Xbox, <laughs> this is a good time to get an Xbox, let me tell you. I actually got my um, White Sunset Overdrive bundle. It's sitting here purring happily on my couch, on my couch, <laughs> on my um, entertainment unit uh, right beneath my PlayStation 4. And I don't know why it's on. I, I guess I just have it on for no reason. It's just there. And I've really been enjoying it. I, I really have. But that's not why I'm bringing it up. Um, the Xbox One has a price drop for the holidays. Um, until January 3rd, from today, November 2nd, 2014, until January 3, 2015, you can buy an Xbox One for $349 uh, US dollars. I don't know what the price is going to be for the UK Um but this is, a, I think, pretty much the first real price drop that the console has had uh, in the United States. All, all the other price drops have been for the UK and have just been like one retailer. But no, this is universal. The whole Xbox, whatever console, you, and even, the, even the Call of Duty bundle with the one terabyte hard drive, that's dropping $50 too. So you can get that for $449. And, and so this is a big price drop. It's a, if you want an Xbox One, this is a good time to get it. Um, I've got mine on Amazon, and I was worried at first because I spent the full, um, I, I had the full 400 thing, I didn't get a discount, and then like literally two days after I opened the box, I got news about, oh, there's a $50 discount, and I'm like, great, thank you. But no, Amazon was cool, they gave me a, a $50 gift card, and so I got a second controller for my PS4, and now I have a white one. Um, any comments on the price drop for Xbox One, and, and specifically, what can place? How does this affect PlayStation during the holidays? Uh, I think it's going to affect PlayStation a lot more than Sony will probably want to think it will. A price drop, fifty dollars, is a good price drop. Um, now that it's cheaper than the PS4, uh, it's got a couple good exclusive titles coming out for it. Um, I think this is great. Uh, I I also feel like it's uh, a little kind of a desperate move on Microsoft's part, not to the point where uh, they, they, they're doing everything they can, but I think they really want something positive to come out from this holiday season and, you know, kind of winning a month in sales over Sony, I think will will put a huge smile on their face and it'll help them tremendously, even though if it's just for one month. Um but I, the price drop, I think, is great. It's great timing as well. 
Uh, so if they can do it, go for it, man. Let's not forget, I mean, this is this is pretty big for them because don't forget the Master Chief Collection comes out this month. And I've, I've previously said that the Master Chief Collection is not going to do much for Xbox as a whole. Um, it's a nostalgia trip is all it is. Um, but I, I never said it's not going to move units because, believe me, I mean, people are going to buy the Xbox One with the Master Chief Collection in mind. And now that it's $50 cheaper for the holidays, you can expect more units to get off the shelves, you know? So that's something that could help them. I think we might have to watch and see what happens um, maybe Michael Pactor was actually thinking about November when he said um, Xbox One will pass PS4. I don't know. But um, personally, um, I, don't, I think that, I think that yeah, this could... If, if PlayStation doesn't react, doesn't do something to kind of counter that, yeah, I think that that could have the nine-month... Or is it nine or is it ten months now? The, the nine-month streak in Jeopardy. I think it's nine months. It's nine months. Okay, so took it took like the the gestation period of a human to. <laughs> um, Matt, what do you think? Uh, it's a great move by Microsoft. Obviously, it is definitely going to sell systems. I mean, Christmas that's that's the time to buy consoles for your kids or your significant other. It, uh, I could see them beating out PS4 for the holiday. Um, I would love to see Sony fire back. I'd like to see them trade blows, you know, do a discount of their own. Hell, maybe even discount it less. Or more, I mean, you know, drop the price, like, even if it's just $10 cheaper, just, just to, just to you know, get the edge over on it. I don't think they will. Um, I hope they do, because it'd be fun. I, I like it when they're competing as hard as they can against each other. But we'll see. I mean... Yeah, it, they have a real chance at, at topping the PS4 during a holiday with this price drop. I will say this, the PS4 has the prestige right now. It has the public perception behind it as the stronger console. Um, however, this holiday season, it seems to have f um, either fewer or about the same uh, exclusives as the Xbox One does. The multiplayer, uh, the multi-platform ones, not the multiplayer ones, the multi-platform ones, are running at full HD, which the Xbox One has not been able to achieve, with the exception of those that have been deliberately um, brought to parity, which has been <laughs> very controversial lately. Um, so I'll, I, will, I will say this, over in Amazon UK, um, Amazon UK has dropped the prices of both consoles, so the PS4 and the Xbox One have both been reduced to the same price. So that'll be interesting for the UK. But for the US, um, I mean... I'll be surprised, I'll be really surprised if um, PlayStation 4 manages to, to hold on to its streak. So it'll be an interesting holiday. Next next year, for the for the beginning half of the year, yeah, there, there are a couple more games coming out for PS4, so uh, I don't know, we'll see what happens. The PlayStation Experience is going to happen on December 6th and 7th in Las Vegas. And there have been some rumblings about what might be shown there. Uh, on the 30th, just a couple days ago of October, um, a small list appeared on the PlayStation blog uh, with the following games that will be present at the PlayStation Experience. This is not a complete list. Um, Gary mentioned to me um, off the podcast that Uncharted 4 is not on this list. However, it will be there. So this is not a complete list. And we've also heard, you know, about Ratchet and Clank being there. So, um, 
However, on this list we have Battlefield Hardline, Big Fest, Bloodborne, uh, DC Universe Online, War of the Light Part 2, and Legends PvE co-op missions. <gasps> that was a long one. Um, Destiny Expansion, The Dark Below, um, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, Dying Light, Game of Thrones, a Telltale game series, Grim Fandango, Helldivers, Journey, uh, Laura Croft, and the Temple of Osiris. Osiris. One of the two. Mortal Kombat. Osiris. <laughs> All right. Mortal Kombat 10. Uh, Planet Side 2. Tales from the Borderlands. Terror Way Unfolded. The Order 1886. The Tomorrow Children. The Witness. And Until Dawn. Um, in addition, we've also been hearing rumblings that there will be surprises. Um, so excitement is building for the PlayStation brand for December. Um, Matt and Gary, what do you think of this list and what do you hope will show up at the event? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm just putting you both on the spot this episode. No, another <laughs> game that's, that, that they didn't put on the list, uh, Batman Arkham Knight will also be there as well. Oh, okay. Good, good. I was hoping to hear more about that game. Yeah, for what I'm hoping will be there that hasn't been announced, uh, Final Fantasy 15. Quite honestly, um, if they can have a playable version of Final Fantasy 15 there, uh, that would be amazing. Um, uh, as far as Uncharted 4 goes, uh, I think this could be the first time we see gameplay footage of Uncharted 4, um, which will be incredible. I mean, it will blow the house down, probably. I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Definitely. But I I wouldn't be surprised if they take this event to announce the Last Guardian again. I know we're all tired of hearing about it, but this could be the one where because they say there's going to be a huge surprise, and it could be that game. So yeah. also, <laughs> there's also you know, been rumors of a third party exclusive title showing up as well that hasn't been announced yet. So. Okay. See what happens. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of great games to look forward to on that list. I mean, Bloodborne, Mortal Kombat 10, you know, obviously Batman, The Witness uh, is, is, should be a good game. Or The Order, hopefully, will be something new from The Order. I know they've been playing the same demo in a lot of events. Um, so, No Man's Sky, uh, that should be an incredible opportunity for people to check out, seeing as how ambitious that game is. Right. Yeah. Uh, I actually haven't heard a lot about No Man's Sky since it was announced. I yes, I think Sony also said... Let's see if I can find it really quick. Uh, go, go to Matt for now, sorry. Okay, go for it, Matt. Oh, man. Yeah, you mentioned The Last Guardian, Gary. You, you know what The Last Guardian is? The Last Guardian is that friend that you invite all, like to your parties and stuff that never shows up. You know, it's like you get all excited, <laughs> like, oh, man, I'm going to hang out with whatever, and then he never shows up. That's The Last Guardian, man. I mean, every single event, we're always going to say, oh, The Last Guardian's going to be there. They're totally going to do it. And then, you know, until it happens, oh, man, I don't know. I've... <laughs> I've got no hope for The Last Guardian uh, to be there. I want to be there, but oh my god. How many times now have we been disappointed by it not showing? Um, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see Planet Side 2. I love that game. I mean, I've played it, so it's not really like it's a new game, but uh, I can't wait for that to be out on PS4. Um, as far as like what I want to be there, I mean... I don't know. I don't even know what the surprises could be. Because, like, 
they've covered so much ground already. Uh, I don't know what else could be in the in the pipeline. Maybe a new siphon filter. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm just excited for it. I mean, it's it's like it's like a kid in a candy shop. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really happy with how it's been promoted. It's been because I mean, this is a new event. Like, this is not like E3 or Gamescom. This is something completely separate. And and they've done a really good job of making it feel really special and, and feel like there's a lot that's going to go on there. So people are keeping their eyes peeled. And I'm really, I'm looking forward to the Ratchet and Clank remake. I'm, I'm hoping that that, I heard something say that that's going to be there. So I, I'm hoping to see that there. I'm a Ratchet That'd be cool. Fan. Uh, guys, this has been episode 40. We're about ready to wrap up here. But first, uh, guys... You mentioned comic books. I'm going to give you, like, a minute and a half to talk about comic books. <laughs> go. All right. On the spot? Yes, on the spot. Ready okay. to go. Uh, uh, Matt, uh, whatever yes. you do, you have to check out the Injustice comic book. It's okay. probably the best comic book out there right now. Yeah. Uh, story. That's sick. I've been reading this comic called Uber. Have you heard of it? I have not heard of it. It's about, like, genetically modified... It's like Wolfenstein. Um, so genetically mo uh, modified humans in World War II. It's, like, super gory. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm into it. They got, like, two books out, so I've read them both. Um, you should check it out. I definitely will. You should also check out Earth 2. Yes. Earth 2 is phenomenal. That's sick. I, I will check that out. Yes. Um, Superman Arrow? as a villain, the best thing that could happen to that character. Superman, yep, bad guy. Really? Equals successful formula. I, I like it when he's a bad guy. I've seen him be a bad guy before. It's always enjoyable. Yes, and that's what Injustice is. So, Yeah. It's phenomenal. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You've got about 30 more seconds. <laughs> All right, Glenn, comics, yes. go. I have not really picked up any comics. Okay. You watch Arrow, though. I love Arrow and The Flash. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. What did you think of the Age of Ultron trailer? Are you talking to me? Both of you. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was sick. I like the, the obviously, Disney tie-in with Pinocchio. <laughs> That's kind of hilarious and great. <laughs> I think it was great. The, the song was haunting, man. No, totally haunting. Yeah. Do you think anybody's going to die in this movie? I think everyone's going to die. <laughs> I'm going to... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. It, it definitely has that feel. Uh, I feel like someone could die. I don't know who. I, I think I think the Hulk kills Hawkeye. And oh, that's, this is why everybody's pissed at the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's stop there. Um, I, um, I said that we could totally talk, like, have references to comic books, but like it's a gaming podcast. So um, I wanted to put gaming first, but I don't mind talking about comics a little bit too. Um, so, <laughs> all right, we're going to wrap this up, uh, episode 40 of RDGH. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, goodness, next week is episode 41. The journey to another 10 episodes begins again. Uh, so, Gary, where can people reach you, sir? Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Gagwaush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, uh, or you can reach me at my PSU email at Gary, that is G-A-R-R-I, at PSU.com. And how about you, Matt? 
Mario Mario Fernandez? <laughs> Mario Fernandez. Uh, you can hit Mario Fernandez up on Twitter at uh, Mondofish. It's M-O-N-D-O-F-I-S-H. Um, also, you can email me at uh, PSU. Let's see, what is my PSU email? Oh my god, I think it's Matt Fernandez at PSU.com. Isn't it Matt.Fernandez at PSU? <laughs> right. You should know this. Why do I know oh, your man. email address better than you do? I really should. Um, <laughs> so, thanks for being on, Matt. I hope you'll be on again soon. Yeah, it was a blast. I'm glad I got to be here for this momentous occasion. Momentous occasion. Come back next week and you can talk for another two minutes about comics. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> um, Alright, you can reach me on Twitter at goglen underscore at G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore or by email at glenn.gordon at psu.com or... Brand new on Xbox Live, my gamer tag is totally not Glenn. So add me and we'll play Sunset Overdrive. Um, guys, we have been doing this thing with Overclocked Remix and they have no idea whatsoever that we've mentioned their name or probably that, we've even, that we even exist. Uh, but last week we brought you a great remix from Overclocked Remix. It was called The, Sp the, uh, the Sound of Speed. Uh, it was by Owe and Scared Sim from OC Remix. This week we're pleased to bring you yet another song in full, this time from Destiny. It's a remix of Destiny's ending theme, Hope, done by Jillian Aversa and Zircon. Destiny is on sale now for both previous and current iterations of PlayStation and Xbox. And don't forget to download this and many other amazing video game remixes in full for free, including, as of October 23rd, a huge torrent file with 3,000 songs from OC Remix. Head straight to ocremix.org, that's O-C-R-E-M-I-X dot O-R-G, not dot com. Guys, it's been great uh, chatting with you for the past hour or so, and I look forward to doing so again next week. Join us, listeners, next week for episode 41, and until then, we wish you a great week, great gaming, and don't be a racist. Thank you.